I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Cardinal Live Podcast, episode number 18. And uh, before we get into our college basketball segment, we do want to get started. Uh, there was some news in some other sports uh, in the Australian Open. Naomi Osaka won uh, the women's singles title, and Novak Djokovic won the uh, men's singles title. And But Serena lost to Osaka in the semifinals. So, Sam, uh, Serena has not won since she gave birth to a child. I know you're not a tennis expert, but she is one short of the record for uh, major championships. Do you think she'll ever get there? Um, No, because from what I know, it's been a few years since she gave birth. And it's just, for the most part, been all downhill since then. So, unfortunately, I do not think she's going to break the record. All right. And um, moving into some other news, in the NFL, Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts. Um, We'll see if he can get off to a different start. Obviously, he struggled ever since he uh, tore his ACL in the game against the Rams when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And the Carolina Panthers are moving a lot of veterans around in order to make an aggressive attempt to trade for Deshaun Watson. So, Sam, how do you feel about these moves? Um, Well... If they were actually going to get Deshaun Watson, then I would like them a lot more. But right now, it just seems slightly unlikely that um, Deshaun Watson will actually come to the Panthers. So I don't really like him right now. And uh, that is going to do it um, for our other uh, news in some other sports. But uh, moving into college basketball, the Tar had a great week, improving their record to 14-7, and 8-5 and five in the ACC. They defeated Northeastern 82-62 on Wednesday. Garrison Brooks with 11 points, 13 rebounds. Daron Sharp with 15 points, 8 rebounds. And then on Saturday at the big game, UNC defeats Louisville 99-54. Yes, I said it right. A 45-point whooping of the Louisville Cardinals on Saturday. Curran Walton with 19 points and five threes. They run sharp with 21 points and 11 rebounds. The Tar Heels have won six out of their last eight and are undefeated in the Dean Dome still. Um, so, Sam, give me your first impressions from this Louisville game. I was uh, pretty pleasantly surprised. Um it is the most complete game since that Duke game that I saw the Tar Heels play. And I'm hoping that we can keep it up into the later games this season. Yeah, uh, Louisville was coming off a big uh, layoff, so maybe they're a little bit rusty, but the Tar Heels definitely took advantage of that. And uh, for the rest of the schedule, uh, the Tar Heels will play Marquette on this upcoming Wednesday. Florida State uh, this upcoming Saturday will be the toughest test in the Dean Dome. We'll play at Syracuse next Monday, and then we'll play Duke at home on the 6th of March. So, Sam, looking at these Final Four games, give me your uh, sort of over-under on how many games you think the Tars are going to win in these last four. Well, I'm not sure how good Marquette is, but I think that we can beat them. (laughs) And then um, 
Florida State is tricky, but I think we'll come away with a W versus them, and then I'm hoping that we can beat Syracuse. If we can't, that'd be embarrassing. Oh, and then, and then Duke. I think that without Jalen Johnson, Duke is actually better. So I think that uh, maybe that's the one that we won't be able to come away with the W. Yeah, on the bracketology side of things, uh, I, bracketology has not released their thing. Uh, ESPN has not released it. So I looked at USA Today, and the Tar are projected to be a 10 seed right now, and the number one overall seed is still Gonzaga. So, Sam, why don't you tell us about some other notable ACC games this week? You, like, cut out there, so I'm going to just – I'm going to just start reading them off. Okay. So some other notable ACC games this week would be number 16, Florida State, crushing number 7, Virginia, 81-60 to 60 on Monday. And then we saw NC State beat Pitt in a nail-biter, 74-73 to 73 on Wednesday. And then Syracuse came down – or came back from 20 down to – Oust Notre Dame 75 to 67 on Saturday. Then we saw Duke upset number seven Virginia 66 to 65 on Saturday. And so here's some other ranked teams in the ACC. So we have number 11 Florida State at 13 and three, and then nine and two in the conference. Number 15 Virginia at 15 and five and then 11-3 and three in the conference. And then number 16, Virginia Tech, at 14-4, and four, and then 8-3 and three in the conference. All right, and uh, I'm going to do a little bit something different for this debate question. I'm going to throw a team at you, Sam, and I want you to tell you what their pulse is. I want you to tell me if they're alive, like if they're a lock, if they're on the bubble, which obviously they're on the bubble, if they're on life support, meaning they need a lot to go their way, or if they're dead, meaning they, the only way they can get to the tournament is winning the ACC tournament. So I'm going to throw some random teams out at you. Uh, let's start with Virginia Tech. Um, I'm going to say they're alive. They're looking good. And uh, what about Louisville? Um, just because of this beating on Saturday and the layoff, I'm going to put them on life support. Wow. And um, let's go with the Tar Heels. I'm going to say we're a bubble team just because I think we need some things to go our way, but we certainly can't slip up. And uh, what about the Duke Blue Devils? I'm going to say that they're very low down on life support just because I still give them a chance just because they're Duke, and they're not quite dead because they still have an opportunity. And uh, finally, one of the more sneaky teams in the ACC, uh, Georgia Tech, clocking in at 7-6 and six in conference play. I'm going to put them on the bubble just because of what I've seen from them. And they, they've got some players. So I think, um, I think I'll give them an opportunity. All right. Well, that is going to do it uh, for this segment of College Basketball and Carter and Lowry. And coming up next, we're going to break down a wild game that the Hornets had this past week. 
All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, our NBA segment. And uh, the Hornets, due to some uh, cancellations, only got to play one game this week. Um, but they had a great one. Uh, they went 1-0 in the week, as I said. Uh, they're now 14-15 overall, 8th in the Eastern Conference as I speak. And they uh, beat the Warriors 1-2-100 uh, to 100 on uh, Saturday night. And just a great game, so let me break it down for you. So first of all, Stephen Curry did not play. He was not feeling well before the game, so he sat out. Um, so with about 50 seconds left, Kelly Bird Jr. hits a three to put the Warriors up five. The game appears to be over. So Terry Rozier, who's having a great game, comes down and hits another three um, to cut the lead to two. So the Hornets are still in it at this point. It's about 30 seconds. But the Warriors, they miss their shot, but they get the offensive rebound. And so uh, the Warriors, I think it was Eric Pascal, got the offensive rebound, kind of ran out of the three-point line, and he looked like he was going to get fouled by Lamelo. But Lamelo grabbed the, tried to go for the ball, and it wasn't called a foul, so they called a jump ball. Lamelo won the jump ball. Um, Gordon Hayward got it, but Draymond Green appeared to have tied him up. But PJ Washington was able to get a timeout off uh, while uh, Gordon Hayward had possession of the ball. Allegedly, um, some people will. On the Warriors side of things, refute that call pretty heavily. And uh, Draymond Green was one of those people. And he uh, said some choice words toward the referee. And he was ejected, giving the Hornets two free throws, which Terry Rozier was able to make, uh, which tied the game up. And then, with nine seconds left, the Hornets caught an inbound play. Terry Rozier was double teamed, didn't matter. Still had a crazy fadeaway game winner for the win. And the Hornets win. And so, Sam, through all that, uh, just tell me, what are your thoughts? It's it's very exciting. I mean, this has been an exciting season for the Hornets already, I feel like, and this only adds to it. And I think that the Hornets have a great young team. Yeah, i got to agree with you. Um, this is one of those games you feel like in the past uh, the Hornets would have lost, but this one went our way. And uh, it's also making that uh, decision that was highly refuted to trade, sign and trade Campbell Walker for Terry Rozier look pretty good um, because he has played excellently this season. He hasn't gotten too many shots, but when he gets them, he's shot extremely well, playing like an all-star. I don't think he'll get it this year, um, but a great game. And so, Sam, it's kind of obvious, but give us our player of the week this week. So our player of the week this week has to be Scary Terry who had a 36-point night against the Warriors, a half-court buzzer beater just before the break, and a game-winning buzzer beater to beat the Warriors. Yeah, uh, just an incredible game from him. And uh, if you keep this up, I, I tell you, I think we're definitely going to make the playoffs. Um, but they should start calling him uh, Terrifying Terry instead of Scary Terry because he is just morphed into an all-star level player. Um, but going with our top dog segment over in the East, the 76ers are at 18 and 9. The Bucks are 16 11. The Nets are 16 and 12. And the Pacers are 14 and 13. So, Sam, what's going on out West? So, in the West, we have the Jazz leading at 22 and 5. The Lakers in second at 21 and 7. The Clippers in third at 20 and 8. And then the Suns in fourth at 17 and 9. Yeah, and Bradley Beal is still leading the league in uh, points per game, averaging 32.9 points per game. So, Sam, 
Has Andre Drummond retaken the rebounding crown, or is Clint Capella still in the uh, first position? Andre Drummond has not taken his seat on the uh, rebounds throne yet. It is still Clint Capella at 13.9 rebounds a game. And it is still James Harden leading the league in assists per game at 11.2. He's fitting nicely with his new team, and they're winning a lot. Uh, so uh, maybe a little bit of uh, you know offensive problems there. Who's going to get the ball? This have appeared to be solved by Steve Nash, and I think he's doing a great job. The Nets have won like six in a row, so they have morphed into their um, final form, as you would say. Uh, but some other big news in the NBA this week. The All-Star starters were announced. Um Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid in the East. Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Jok- Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard in the West. Um, Kevin Durant and LeBron James will be the captains. They will draft from the All-Stars to pick the teams. And uh, reserves, however, have not been announced. They will be announced the Tuesday that this episode comes out. That is February 23rd. Uh, but we're going to take you back in time for just a moment. Uh, to our episode number five, and uh, to kind of rewatch and re- or should I say re-listen uh, to what we thought was going to be come of Lamelo Ball when he was drafted. Let's go back in time. The Timberwolves and uh, James Wiseman going number two to the Warriors. And Sam, you know we were going to talk about this Lamelo Ball. Going number three overall to the Hornets, I mean, just give me your first impression. Well, I think it's not the best pick because, well, it's obviously not the best pick, but I think they should have gone with Obi Topin because I think he's more proven. He can shoot the ball. He's bigger. He's more well-known. Well, I don't know about that, but I just think that Obi Topin would have been the better pick. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that LaMelo was, I mean, he was the best player available, yeah. but not exactly what we needed. So, um, but we- All right, I hope you didn't uh, cringe at uh, my bad editing skills back in the day. Uh, but we kind of needed that. Uh, Sam, I'm sorry for exposing you a little bit, uh, but it had to be done. You know, if you if your opinion is recorded, um, it is viable to be replayed over and over again. Uh, but we're going to make some predictions uh, as we're about halfway through the NBA season and who will win some awards. So on the rookie side, for my, I think the top three right now are got to be LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese Halliburton. LaMelo is averaging 14 Six and six. His team is fourteen and fifteen. Anthony Edwards is averaging fourteen, four, and three. His team is seven and twenty-four. Tyrese Halliburton is averaging thirteen, four, and five. His team is twelve and eighteen. So, Sam, who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year? I think, based just on the numbers, it's got to be Lamelo Ball. I mean, he's he's just you know he's just Lamelo. So I got to give him the edge. I never oh. thought I'd hear you say something like that. Um, but I do agree with you. I think he's going to win. But I do not expect this to be a runaway race. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is playing some great ball in Sacramento. And I think that he's 
just um, kind of become this uh, like diamond in the rough in this NBA draft. Um, so would not be surprised if he comes up right on Lamelo's heels. But I think the Hornets make the playoffs really push Lamelo over the edge. Uh, but we'll see what happens at the second half of the season. So over in the MVP race, we have Joel Embiid, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard as what I think is the top three. Joel Embiid is averaging 30, 11, th- and 3. His team is 20 and 11. LeBron is averaging 26, 8 and 8. His team is 22 and 9. Kawhi is averaging 27, 27, 6 and 5, excuse me, and his team is 22 and 10. So Sam, who's your pick to win MVP? My pick's got to be LeBron James just because he is LeBron James and there seems to be a bias when it comes to him. I'm going to have to completely disagree with you here. Um, I think that this season is nowhere close to his uh, heat seasons that he won MVP in where I think, you know, he played his best basketball. And, um, you know, we saw that first game without Anthony Davis. He really did not play well, um, but a lot – of games still left to be played, uh, so we'll see who will win there. Uh, but that is going to do it uh, for this episode of Carter and Lowry, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout.